my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Questions for God. Uh, This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. Our big question for this week can a rational person believe in predictive prophecy? Today, our co-host is Pastor David Butcher. David's the president of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. David, welcome aboard. Good afternoon, Gary, and good afternoon, listeners. It's really good to be here again. It is wonderful to have you here with us. You know, I really appreciate your depth of understanding and the insight that you actually bring uh, to our program each week. And look, just personally, I'm really like, I'm enjoying, really enjoying listening to this series on the radio. Oh, it's fantastic. It means we have more than one listener. That's wonderful. Between you and my wife, it means that we have uh, two listeners out there. No, David, it's wonderful to have have you sharing. Uh, David, uh, tell us something. You've been doing any, any reading lately? Yeah, look, I, I read quite a lot of different things. Um, often a lot of my reading is um, searching things up. So I'll read chapters or, or and if I get really excited, I'll continue to read chapters. But um, I've been reading reading a lot about church history mm-hmm. and I guess my own denominational church history, mm-hmm. uh, Seventh-day Adventist church history. Um, and it's probably no different to many other Protestant religions, religions in how they started. There's a, a real fervor burning mm. in people. Mm. Um, mm. So that's that's one of my real interests, reading um, religious history. Oh, fantastic! That's one. Uh, tell me, have you been on that bike uh, recently in the in the cold mornings at all? Yeah. Look, sadly, I think. Um, I have not been out riding at all this last week, um, to my detriment. I've been walking with my wife, but um, yeah, I'm sort of ruining the fact there was a number of opportunities, but work took over. So next week, I'm sort of trying to be more hard and fast on... Yeah, yeah. I've actually had to change the time of my walking. I try to do my uh, my seven or eight kilometres a day, and I'm afraid this week at uh, when I go normally go at five or six in the morning. I'm afraid the temperatures there have really knocked me about big time. I've actually had to change it to closer to the middle of the day, so I can actually enjoy uh, my walk instead of uh, freezing for the first two two or three kilometres. It's been cool cool mornings in Adelaide, hasn't it? Oh. It has. Winter has arrived. And, uh, yeah, no, it's wonderful to be able to walk, but it's important to be able to walk at a sensible time. True. Yeah. David, let's let's enjoy some... uh, uh, some music, uh, music together. Uh, this, uh, this particular song is, um, uh, is, uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither and it's a song, Go Ask. Don't ask me to explain to you how one could start again. A heart hearts could soften like a child. Don't ask me how to reason out the mysteries of life Or how to face its problems with a smile Go ask the man who's found the way Through tangled roads back home 
in life for one that's new. Go ask the child who's got a dad to love away the hurt he had before this man called Jesus touched their lives. Go ask the one whose fears have fled, whose churning heart was quieted when someone whispered peace to all her strife. Go ask the man to tell you more, whose life was just a raging war inside himself until the Savior came. Again to Faith FM Drive Time. Big questions for God with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Pastor David Butcher. And David is the president of the Seventh Day Adventist Church in South Australia. And what you were just listening to was uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither. Go ask. Now, before we go into our question for today, I have to share with you something exciting that's happening in just an hour or two time. Now. David, we've got a series commencing, Hope Awakens, with John Bradshaw, going to be commencing live-streamed in just a couple of hours. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah, look, absolutely, Gary. The program is called Hope Awakens, and if ever we need hope, we need it at this time, don't Mm, we? mm. And uh, John Bradshaw is an international traveler, an international speaker, uh, an evangelist, and uh, someone who believes that the Word of God is real. Now, who does he work for? Yeah, he works for an organization called It Is Written, Mm -hmm. and um, it is a powerful ministry that believes in the Word of God, and he travels the world. He's a New Zealander, um, and uh, he was in Australia last year. Year in Melbourne for mm. uh, probably more than a month. Uh, I actually remember years ago watching It Is Written. In fact, I remember uh, very early in my life, and that's some years ago now, watching George Vanderman, and he had a half-hour show, I think, on commercial television once uh, once a week. That was the early days, but this has been around for so long. It has. Numerous speakers, as you say, yeah. have uh, come and gone. But uh, John Bradshaw is an incredible speaker. So the programs begin. It's called Hope Awakens. They begin this evening. Um, Australian Central Standard Time, they begin at 7 p.m. So for South Australian listeners, 7 p.m. For uh, East Coast listeners, Australian Eastern Standard Time, they begin at 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And Australian Western Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. as well. And, Gary, people can register. It's free, but you can register uh, with this following link. It's uh, discover.hopechannel.com forward slash hopeawakens. Mm-hmm. That's discover.hopechannel.com 
com forward slash hope awakens and um, this whole series will be giving us incredible insights into the times and the hour in which we live mm-hmm. and um, if ever people were interested in prophecy and the future it's now and mm-hmm. as it's entitled hope awakens this mm-hmm. is a, a series and messages based on hope and solid hope that's in scripture so people can finish listening to this program at either 6 or 6.30, depending on your time zone, go and have some dinner. That's an hour to have some dinner. And then go online and listen listen to John Bradshaw. Yeah, and watch him. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, Gary, that again, discover.hopechannel.com forward slash Hope Awakens, and you will not be disappointed, I can assure mm. you. He's an incredible speaker. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much for David. That, for that, David. That's uh, That, I believe, is going to be an incredibly powerful program uh, tonight. But, David, look, look, tell us something. Why do you think, I mean, biblical prophecy at the moment is really uh, shooting up the, the Google search rankings. Um, you know, th- there seems to be an increasing interest in this subject of prophecy. Why do you think that is? People have always wanted to know the future, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, fortune tellers. Uh, they're an ancient industry. Mm. So people have always wanted to know the future, and particularly when there are global crises, mm-hmm. when uh, people's uh, economic situation changes or health, yeah. when the world systems fail, people are extremely interested in Bible prophecy. Yes, thanks, Gary. People have always, uh, from day one almost, been interested in the future. Mm-hmm. People want to know whether it holds hope, what the roadmap is. And when we are challenged like we have been at the moment, when um, our cultural, social, our economic, our medical well-beings are impacted, mm-hmm. people are worried, they're concerned, and they want answers. So mm-hmm. they look to prophecy. And it's very interesting, Gary. Uh, I know you've been looking at this as well. Mm. Um, some of the international papers and, and media websites, even our own, yeah. have got some – there's a lot of articles out there about this yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the New York Times uh, from uh, early April, this was, April 2, and – uh, they're calling this, some some uh, preachers are calling this, and it's in the New York Times, a divine reset button mm. that we have to, to re-engage. And it's not just Christians they're saying, but it's people of all faiths are seeing it as a divine reset do button. Do you think it's just people of faith, or do you think it even goes outside the realm of people of faith? Well, that's a very good question. Um, one of these articles, and there's two articles in particular I've, I've looked at, the New York Times from April 2 um, notes some research done by the research agency, agency called the Pew Research Center. Mm-hmm. And um, they've got here, and they say, in the United States where Christianity is by far the dominant religion, about 40% of American adults believe that Jesus is definitely or probably going to return to earth by 2050. Mm-hmm. That's a high number, 40% of Americans. Huge. There is also, um, in this same article, they say about 44% of likely voters in the United States see the coronavirus pandemic and economic meltdown as either a wake-up call to faith, a sign of God's coming judgment, or both, according to a poll commissioned by the Joshua Fund. Mm-hmm. So this is um, this is big news. Mm. 
People mm. are searching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think what is actually being presented tonight, uh, Hope Awakens with John Bradshaw, I think is going to really uh, stir up some responses in this whole area. That's exactly right. And, and, and more than just stir up, it's going to provide rock-solid answers. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people want certainty. It, it, it's good to be able to go to the Scriptures and just see what the Scriptures are actually sharing for the times in which we're living. And Gary, I know you've talked about this all week and your guests have. Um, prophecy provides us that certainty, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, David, let's go to some music. I love uh, uh, Wendell Akimbra. Uh, I shall not be shaken. God alone I wait in silence my soul is still before the Lord he is my rock and my salvation my fortress strong I'll trust in him I'll not be shaken
does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And that is a fantastic uh, little DVD. My friends, can I just uh, encourage you, if you uh, want to see something that really encapsulates this subject all on one video that's the one to actually apply for please uh, grab that one if you possibly can you're listening to faith fm drive time big questions for god with pastor gary our co-host today is pastor david butcher and david is the president of the seventh day adventist church in south australia Uh, this week we're asking can a rational person believe in predictive prophecy now of course rationality requires evidence we've been talking about this all week. Today we've asked David to share on does the prophetic evidence support of a spiritual type of end time chaos theory? Does the scripture talk about chaos in the end time and what support is there for that? David, do the scriptures teach that sort of thing? Look Gary, they certainly do. I mean we're living in 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 what I believe the Bible says of the last days. We're living in the time of the end. And um, what we're experiencing now currently is, I guess, the beginning of birth pains, if you like. But this gives us an insight. And, and Scripture is, um, is full, and the prophecies are full of what the earth will be like in the last days and mm. the end times. Mm. And it, it can be a very scary picture. Mm. And that's one reason why many people um, have turned away from prophecies and have turned away from the books such as the book of yeah, Revelation. Yeah. Maybe if we can look at a number of those. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, Revelation chapter, sorry, Daniel chapter 12, the very last chapter in the book of Daniel. Uh, this gives us a, a and of course this is a climax vision isn't it uh, yes. David it's one that's been going for about three chapters it starts in the time of, uh, of Daniel and it goes right down it flows through uh, through history and then finally it comes past history and it comes to our time that's right yeah and so it gives us as you're saying it gives us insight into where we live and what's just about to happen. Mm. Mm. Now, these verses, Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, they both give us this picture of end-time chaos, but also, as we'll probably discuss a little bit further on, a picture of hope. Yes, but yes. We'll look at the chaos. Um, Daniel 12, 1 and 2, it says this, And at that time Michael shall stand up, that great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And listen to this, Gary. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, mm. even to that time. That That is an incredibly powerful little statement because, you know, as I consider history and I consider some of the, the challenges and the, uh, the issues that have come up throughout history, I look at it and I say, hey, you know, talk about Noah. You talk about the Roman Empire. You talk about the persecution of Christians under Nero, the Middle Ages. You know, you talk about the Black Death. And Scripture says, well, actually, um, there's going to be a time of trouble such Such as as never never was. That's hard to fathom, isn't it? It is. But in saying that, I guess if we had have looked back um, at the start of January, Mm. if you had have predicted to me, Gary, that... um, 
uh, unemployment would have jumped by a full 1% in a month, mm. that uh, businesses would be closed, that uh, there'd be over 300,000 deaths, I think. That our churches like. have now been closed for almost over two months now. We haven't attended a church in over two months. That's right. And, and even in, in the Australian psyche, mm. that in our state at least, hotels are shut. <laughs> Pubs, the local pub. No football. No football. Now, we wouldn't have believed that. Yeah. So yeah. we're in a little time of trouble. And it's, it's, it's interesting, David, how quickly that change actually took place because that which everybody thought was impossible uh, just a matter of three months ago actually transitioned in a remarkably short period of time. It did. And so when we look at Bible prophecy... Uh, there are a number of things that, that when you begin to understand and interpret it, that you think that's almost far-fetched. It can't, can't happen. Yeah, yeah. But what we've just, what we're going through right now mm. gives us insight that what we think can't happen certainly can happen. Yeah, yeah. There are a number of others, Gary. Um, Matthew 24. That well, just, just before you yeah, get on from there, I think it's important, like it says, uh, you, you actually stopped reading. I, don't I know did. I stopped reading because of the. I wanted to focus on the chaos. Oh, you're going to come back later. No, let's do it now. Let's, let's, let's do, do it. Now. Oh, sorry no. on that, David. I, I stole your thunder. No, don't no, you no, hate no. it when the, oh, when the co-host uh, goes, and, goes and does that? Uh, David, what's the next text? Because it, if we finished off by reading uh, and... Um, uh, even a time of trouble such as never was uh, since there was a nation, even to that time. But then it continues. It does. Do you want to read it, do you? I do. Oh, I do. I like it. it. I like it. At that time, your people will be delivered. I think, you know, and then it goes on to talk about that. And everyone who's found written in the book and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, are some to everlasting life. You know, you've got this hope that's actually presented there. That's right. So, so here we have chaos and hope. Yeah, yeah. It's chaos for those who have rejected God. Well, it's chaos for the whole world That's for a true. point. That is for true. A point. It, that is very true. It's and and we see that, I guess, in the plagues of Egypt. In a small picture, yeah, the first yeah, three yeah, yeah. fell on everyone. Yeah. So you're correct. It's chaos for everyone, to a point. Yes. But for those that trust in God, um, they will be delivered. There is hope out the there other end. There is hope out there. And it's interesting. These verses begin with the words, "At that time, Michael shall stand up, that great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people." Mm-hmm. Michael, I believe, is the name for Jesus. Yeah. Lots of symbols in Daniel and Revelation. It's the name for Jesus in warfare mode. Mm-hmm. And so, I believe this is a picture of Jesus. He he is a divine being. He's not an angel. This is mm-hmm. Jesus who will stand up, that great prince who stands watch o- over the sons of your people, mm-hmm. and. In this time of great trouble, such as never been, this is when this is when right at the very end, God's people will be delivered. Yeah, and yeah. it's interesting here, Gary, as well. Many Christians believe that they will be rescued out of this world prior to trouble, yeah. prior to a tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. But the Bible gives us a picture that God's people will go through tribulation. But they're not alone, and we'll talk more about that yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, and that's important. They go through tribulation. They're not alone. There is somebody with them, but at the conclusion of that time, it talks of trouble here, then it seems that they are delivered at there that point. There is deliverance. And this is the story through the prophetic books. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, Matthew 24, verse 30. 
uh, it says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Mm. So the world is in chaos. Uh, and if you read Revelation, you'll, you know, every every uh, mountain will go into the sea. Mm. Uh, there'll be earthquakes. There'll be all sorts of things. There is chaos. Yes, yes. But those who haven't accepted God as their Savior, haven't accepted Jesus as their Savior, it says that all the tribes of the earth will mourn. This is, the thing I like about this, to me the thing that challenges me here is that history is working its way to a climax. You know, there are so many in our world today who suggest that history is sort of going to continue until the world whimpers out in some sort of uh, wimpish uh, uh, action. But here... It says, no, that's not how history is going to climax. This is the climax of history. And this is the second coming of Jesus. The second coming of Jesus Christ. So world history, as you say, this is not uh, something that will just bobble on down the road Mm. until you run out of petrol. Mm. This is not something the world's just going to end in a bang or Mm. or just fade out. Mm. The world will be increasingly entering chaos, but the Christ of the chaos is coming. Yeah, the Christ of the chaos is coming for His people. So you get chaos and hope. Yes, hope and chaos. The two seem to be there together. Absolutely, Mm. and it's chaos for those who haven't accepted God. Well, the whole world is in chaos, though. Yeah, but it's chaos. Sorry, it's chaos without hope. Yes, 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 yes. That's a good way of putting it. It's chaos without hope. That is a that really says something. It's interesting. We get a similar picture, Gary, in Luke chapter 21, verses 25 and 26. Luke 21, verses 25 and 26. And I won't read all of that verse, uh, those two verses, but it says there, uh, there will be distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Listen to this. Men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, mm. for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that that is something that when you look at it, you turn around and you just simply say, hey, that relates to the times in which we are living. I'm just so conscious that there are so many whose, whose hearts are asking the big questions. They're struggling. You know, where are we going? You know, we have been accumulating stuff. We've been accumulating junk for many, many, many years. We have got good bank accounts, but the value of the bank accounts depreciate irrespective of the amount of money that you actually have sitting in the bank. And Jesus, he told us this, didn't he? He said, don't lay up your treasures where they can be uh, go rusty or moths will get at them, but lay them up in heaven. Mm, mm. So, again, the systems of humanity are going to fail. Mm. And we're seeing it cracking at the moment, but we they're going to fail. Yeah. So to reiterate what you've said, everyone will experience a level of chaos. Mm. The world will be in chaos. Yeah. But for those who have hope in mm. Jesus Christ... They are with the Christ of the chaos. He is he, the Christ amidst the chaos. He is with them yeah, in the storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's uh, thank you for that, David. I, I think it's so important that we recognise the the reality, but also 
the reality of this earth, but also the reality of a coming king, a saviour, a, a peacemaker, the wonderful counsellor, the everlasting God, the, the prince of peace, that he is the one that's going to come a second time. And this is why we have hope. Yeah. This yeah. is why we have hope. Mm. This world is not hurtling out of control. There is an ultimate climax, as you've said. You know, I think if we jump to the book of Revelation, we also see some pictures. In Revelation chapter 6, in the verses 12 to 16, Revelation 6, and it says there, Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place, and the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid. They hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. So again, this chaos yeah, that ultimately yeah. we have a picture of, of a Lamb coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going to actually see the, the stock market drop to zero, 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 zero at that point, aren't you? And, I mean, we can only just begin to imagine, and we can begin to imagine it, what that will mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Revelation 13 tells us that, um, you know, there'll be restrictions on buying and selling. There'll be the threat of death. And that's that's something, again, that we look at and we say, that is something that is scarcely believable in the world in which we live. You know, Dave, the thing that really stands out at me, uh, there are certain things that uh, I've been uh, been teaching biblical prophecy now for, well, I've been now been in ministry 35 years. But I know when I finished uh, college many, many years ago, there were some things that we looked at back then and we said in Scripture, can these things really take place? I don't understand how they could possibly take place. And yet, you know, David, the thing that blows me away is that these days when I'm teaching a, a prophecy seminar, I don't get any of those questions because everyone sees how it can actually t- take place. And you think when this was written, when the Bible was written, yeah. and yet it's coming to fulfillment, only this week I've been looking at uh, ABC News apps and they're talking some countries, I think Chile has already, is looking to introduce one, a globe, a, a passport, a certificate of, of, uh, health. If you've had the coronavirus, they believe that you won't be able to get it again, and then you will be free from restrictions and free to travel. Mm. For those who don't have that, then you will have restrictions placed upon you. This, um, and I'm not saying it's going to be the same, but when we look at Revelation 13 with restrictions on buying and selling, um, and there are other countries that are talking about a global passport. Yeah, yeah. And David, if you think about it, uh, before our generation, it wasn't possible to control buying and selling. Uh, you know, one of the things I'm conscious of is that in every society there's been the black market. If I couldn't uh, get what I wanted legally, well, a few coins meant that I could get it on the on the black market. But do you know, under with electronic funds moving the way that they are, it's physically possible to control buying and selling. Revelation 13 actually speaks about controls on buying and selling. And there is talk out there of a digital currency. Mm, mm. So uh, it is very believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you said, when stock markets crash, mm. it'll throw the world into utter chaos and turmoil. So what mm. we're currently living in at the moment is a medical pandemic mm-hmm. and an economic crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, 
Let's come to uh, uh, to some music. Uh, this is a a song that uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither again. I have returned uh, to the God of my childhood. Maybe there are some out there who who haven't um, who have left they left the God of their childhood. If you have, why don't you consider coming back to the God of your childhood? As a child, I once knew. Like a prodigal son, I long for my loved ones, for the comforts of
does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, Big Questions for God with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Pastor David Butcher. David's the president of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. And this week we're asking, can a rational person believe in predictive prophecy? Uh, okay, David, uh, bring it all together for us. How does, uh, how do you relate to all of these, all of these things? Well, it could be fear, couldn't it, for it many could, people? It could, yeah. But it's not. Prophecy gives me hope. It gives me certainty. It gives me an anchor. And I guess it's like this for me. When we know that God knows the future, it also means that God has a plan for my life. Mm. It's not just randomness. Uh, it also gives me a secure feeling, knowing that the one who holds me and who holds my hand also has an unbreakable love for me. There's mm. this promise that he'll always be with us. Mm. Prophecy is more also than just knowing the future. We can look at charts. We can try and work things out. But yeah. it's more than just knowing the future. It is rather more about knowing and loving the one who holds my future. Mm. Mm. And so it's this sort of switch. And I believe that prophecy is also more than just personal experience. In fact, Second mm. Peter 1, which we won't read, one sixteen to 19, Peter talks about up there on the Mount Transfiguration how mm. they beheld and saw Jesus' glory. They, they, mm. they were there. Mm. But then he says we have a sure more word of prophecy. It's even mm. more... Con- more um, uh, telling the truth. It's even more revealing truth, mm. the sure word of prophecy. So mm. prophecy provides us with hope. It provides us with faith. When we look at Daniel chapter 2. You know, David, the, the thing that really stands out at me, prophecy to me is so much like, I suppose, as a how a parent acts, how a good parent acts. Because I've got, you know, any parent that's got children will sit down at times with their children and will say, hey, look, uh, um, you know, the kid might be only, you know, eight, nine, ten years, but there's some dangers in this world that I want you to be aware of. And, you know, you, you sit down and you have that discussion with your children because you want your children to be fully informed about some of the dangers that actually take place in this particular world. You know, we say, hey, you know, just because a person tells you to, um, you know, come and jump in there, car, we don't want you to jump in their car just because they say that mum and dad sent me to pick you up, you don't do what I'm doing is is I'm warning them. So understanding Bible prophecy provides us with safety and we see that clearly in Matthew 24 when Jesus talks about the destruction of Jerusalem, he says when you see these things, get out so it's it's, he's providing them with safety, Um, it provides us with certainty Um, Prophecy is best understood, Jesus says, once it comes to pass. So when we see the fulfillment of prophecy in the past, Mm. we can look at what the Bible predicts about the future Mm. and have absolute, complete certainty. Now, for me, Gary, the book of Daniel is powerful and Revelation, two sister books, they're companion books, one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament. When I look at the book of Daniel, right from the start, um, you have six chapters of stories. And then you have six chapters 
of, um, of, of prophecy mm. and future prophecy. Mm. Uh, but right from the start, we have a picture of God, a God, the God who is in complete control. Mm. Daniel chapter 1, it says in the th- first two verses, it says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord, listen to this, the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. So right there we find that God's people uh, have, have strayed, they've left God. There's a consequence. Mm. God wants to win them back. Mm. And God is the one who is in control. He is the one that allows um, a pagan king to uh, defeat his people. Mm. And the message right throughout Daniel is a God who is in control. In Daniel chapter 2, you have this metal image mm. uh, of, of world empires, of world powers, which again is uh, gives a certainty of fulfillment of prophecy. And Daniel says in uh, chapter 2, verse 37, he says, You, O king, referring to the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar, are king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. Mm. Again, you think you're in control, this worldly system, this yeah. earthly empire, yeah. but ultimately there is a layer above you, yeah. a divine layer. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. is also this rock that is cut out mm-hmm. without human hands. Mm-hmm. Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 to 60. Uh, Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 to 46. And it says there, In the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Mm, mm. Daniel is a message of hope, yeah, an absolute yeah. message of hope. You have Daniel chapter 3 of the three, um, Daniel's three faithful friends who are, are forced, if you like, or, or tried to be forced to worship an image. And they refuse because it's against God's law. Mm. And there is a threat of death. Mm-hmm. And again, we see this at the end of time, Revelation chapter 13, the threat of death, mm-hmm. if you don't worship. And um, Daniel's three friends actually say to King Nebuchadnezzar, they say that the God whom we serve is able to deliver us. That's faith, isn't it? Yes, but it's faith that is built on certainty. Yeah. Well, it's faith that is actually based on Evidence that they have seen throughout their lives. I mean, these these young men have already had the the dream of Daniel chapter two. There, they've seen how the uh, that king has had that dream interpreted for him. They actually have the evidence in their generation. And they can have the faith because they're on a journey with God, a daily journey with God, mm. spending time with God. Yeah. In fact, they prayed in Daniel chapter 2 for the interpretation mm. of that that vision, the dream of the king with that image, mm. the statue. They prayed and, and God gave Daniel the interpretation. Yeah. So as we walk by faith with God through the trials of life as those men did and as we will in the future and as we are doing now, it's our journey with God now that gives us confidence that he also has control. Of the future. It's that security and that certainty of having someone that I can walk with, I can hold their hand, they can guide and direct in my path. This gives me hope, it gives me certainty, it gives me direction, it gives me a solid foundation upon which I can actually maintain my uh, the hope of the future. Absolutely. And so when those, you don't build a faith in a furnace. No. When those three young men were thrown into the furnace for their faith, because they had a relationship. Because they had a relationship with God. 
they already had that faith. We know the story there. Nebuchadnezzar looks into that furnace and he says, didn't we throw three in? Mm. Isn't there a fourth? And he looks like the son of the gods. <laughs> so, Can you imagine? Don't you imagine? Don't you feel sorry for that do. poor king? I mean, three, king, three men get thrown in. He sees four and the fourth one looks like the son of God. Absolutely. And so again, Gary, mm. um, Daniel 3 gives us a picture that God's people will go through the tribulation. Mm. They're not saved before it. But God goes with them through the tribulation. And that is something that is so important because there have been so many movies that have been put together where God's people are somehow taken out of the, uh, out of the world. Whereas what scripture is actually saying is that, uh, God's people will actually go through tribulation, but then rescue does actually occur. I hope people's theology is being based on the scriptures rather than on the movies. And Daniel 24, at least three times, Jesus warns his followers at the end of time to beware of false Christs and false prophets. There is deception. And so a true understanding of the word rescues us and delivers us from that. So Jesus is with us in the trial. Uh, When we go to Revelation, Gary, um, a powerful book, a book that so many people avoid, um, it's again an intimate picture of Jesus with us Mm. in spite of the chaos. Mm. Revelation chapter 1, there is this heavenly vision of Jesus. And he's amongst the candlesticks. He's amongst amongst the furniture of an earthly sanctuary. Mm. And... um, He gives these messages to seven churches. Mm -hmm. He knows them intimately. Mm -hmm. So the picture in Revelation is a God who is with us in spite of the chaos. And all the way through Revelation, the way the book is structured, it's it's just supernatural. It's divine. The way it's structured is that you have these periods of intense um, tribulation. Yeah. And uncertainty, but God gives John these almost intermissions, these interludes of hope yes. prior to going into tribulation. Yeah. He yeah. says, "This is um, this is what's ahead of you, but I want to give you the end picture. Yeah. There's going to be turbulence and trouble, but before you go through it, I'm going to shoot to the end of the story mm-hmm. and give you a picture of hope." And that Gary happens all the way through, all the way through. Yeah, no, that I really appreciate what you've actually shared there. David, look, I'm just wondering, let's come to a a song here I just love us to play, and that's uh, Casting Crowns, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Please enjoy.
Savior friend And I know that He is with me Will be with me to the end Jesus, Jesus Listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big questions for God with Pastor Gary, our co-host today, is Pastor David Butcher, and David is the president of the Seventh Day Adventist Church in South Australia. This week we're asking, can a rational person believe in predictive prophecy? David, bring it all together for us. Share with us the the hope that you see in yeah. this belief. For me, Gary, key word is trust, mm. and predictive prophecy. And end-time prophecy and end-time Bible teaching is basically God giving us a roadmap, giving us the end point, giving us markers along the way to tell us that there is chaos happening, but I'm the Christ in spite of the chaos. God is saying, I want to give you this in advance so that you can be prepared, so that you can be ready, because I want to save you. And you can't trust the Christ amidst the chaos. You can't trust the Christ who is the conqueror unless we spend daily time with him. For Daniel, back 2,600 years ago, uh, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, when there was a law passed that you couldn't worship anyone for 30 days, Mm. he went, except for the king, the false king, the earthly king, he went home as was his custom, it says, since his youth Mm. and prayed three times a day. The Mm. challenge, friends, that I want to leave you with is that we need to start digging deeper in the Word of God now. Yeah. God has given us prophecy to prepare us, to warn us. It's a message of love so that we can be ready. Yeah. And I want to challenge you to dig deep in the Word of God. Fall on your knees. This is a moment, a reset button for each of us to dig deeper in our walk with God. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very much like that uh, uh, that loving parent who's warning their children, saying, hey, these are the dangers in the big wide world out there. I want you to be aware of them. I want you to recognize them. But, my friend, I want to take your hand 
and I want to walk with you. So no need to fear if you trust the Christ. No need to fear if you trust uh, the Christ of the Scriptures. Absolutely. Powerful stuff. David, look, as we just come to come to finish, would you pray for, for our folk out there? Because I'm really conscious that there may be some people who, you know, would like to give their hearts again. Uh, to uh, to the Lord God and say, hey, I want you to take my hand through this crisis that I am facing. Yeah. Father in heaven, we just come before you in prayer. You are a loving parent. You're our heavenly father. You're as good as earthly fathers can be and some are not. You are the father who is perfect. You're the father who cares and provides for his children in abundance. And you've given us prophecy, Lord, as a guide, as a compass to lead us to the most climactic event in earth's history, the return of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You've given us indicators of what we can expect, not to focus on them so much, but just to be ready, but to focus on you. Mm -hmm. So, Father, I pray for people out there who are listening. And perhaps there is one or two or three or four people listening today that are filled with fear and trepidation. Mm -hmm. May they come to you as the Christ who ministers to us in spite of the chaos, the Christ who is in control of all things, the Christ who is coming back. May they surrender, Lord. May they give their trust to you instead of into earthly powers or earthly systems. Mm -hmm. And may, as you say in Luke, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption, your salvation draws nigh. Father, bless each person listening, we pray. And may we be ready when Jesus returns in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. Well, my friends, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor David Butcher on the Drive Time Show. Please join us next week as we move into another big Q&A. Next week, we go super practical and ask, does prayer work? And how do I pray anyway? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May the Lord richly bless you.